Welcome to the Finley Capital Podcast, where we discuss real estate investing and the hard money lending process. Welcome back to the Finley Capital Podcast. My name is Logan Ricchetti. As always, this podcast is sponsored by the Hard Money Handbook. You can go to www.hardmoneyhandbook.com to download a free report to learn how to use hard money loans to finance your real estate deals. Also sponsored by the Powered by Private Facebook group. Go to Facebook, click join the group, join the conversation. If you are a aspiring private lender or investor, want to learn about how to invest into hard money loans, or an operator that wants to learn more about how to obtain hard money loans to fund your real estate deals. That is the group where you want to be. Hop on in there, join the conversation, contribute a little bit. It's starting to really take off. We're having a good time. Right on. Today, I want to talk about repair, escrow, holdback, and draws. Okay. I get a lot of questions about how the draw schedule works on a hard money loan, Mm -hmm. and it's time to have a little conversation about it. Yeah. So just to start. When you do a hard money loan, oftentimes the lender will hold back a portion of the loan that is being used to fund the renovation. Mm -hmm. So long story short, let's say you have a uh, purchase price of a hundred thousand, a renovation budget of 30,000. Let's just say an after repair value of 200,000. Just making this up as I go. Let's say we're going to, we're going to lend 70% of purchase. And 100% of the repairs. I'm just mm-hmm. doing this to make the numbers easy. But long story short, if I if we rent a, if we lent 70% of the purchase price, that would be 70% of 100,000 is 70,000. Mm-hmm. And then we lent 100% of the repair budget, which is 30,000 times 100% equals 30,000. Mm-hmm. Your total loan amount in this scenario would be 100,000. Your total loan to after repair value would be 50% because you got a $100,000 loan, $200,000 after repair value, mm-hmm. and you got that's a pretty standard hard money loan. It's a little right. bit, uh, that's a good loan for the, for the oh, lender, yeah. but yeah, it's a good example loan. So in this scenario, again, stay with me on the numbers. Purchase right. price is a hundred thousand. The loan amount is actually a hundred thousand mm-hmm. because we're funding the part, portion of the purchase and a portion of the renovation. Now here's where you can start to get lost. If you don't pay real close attention to your term sheet and really understand the mechanics of a hard money loan in this particular scenario, the borrower is going to need a $30,000 down payment to fund the down payment on the purchase price because they're bringing 30% to the table. Mm -hmm. So that's 30,000. The borrower in our scenario with Finley Capital would also need to bring the origination fees, processing fees, and the prepaid interest to the table. Mm -hmm. In a $100,000 loan, that might be nine or $10,000. So let's just say 10,000 to make it easy. All right. So the borrower is going to need $30,000 on the down payment, another 10,000 to fund the prepaid interest and fees. Mm -hmm. And they might need a couple more thousand to to fund the non-lender closing fees, like the doc prep from the attorney, settlement, title insurance, liability insurance, all that stuff. But for the sake of this conversation, let's just keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Now, when that borrower closes on the deal, the $30,000 that's being set aside for the renovation does not get released to the borrower. Okay. It's a very important distinction. It's called a repair escrow hold back. Mm-hmm. And the lender holds that money back in escrow and releases it to the borrower on a schedule. Okay. And that schedule is negotiated through the terms of the loan. Right. 
typically, it can be done a bunch of different ways, but the way we typically do it is let's say we're going to fund the entire renovation. We're going to come up with a draw schedule ahead of time. So the, a draw schedule is a number of draws that that, pro, that money will be released back to the borrower. Okay. And sometimes it's big draws, sometimes it's little draws. There are benefits to both. Every time you get a draw as a borrower, you pay a draw fee. So the more draws that you have in your draw schedule, the more it costs you to right. borrow the money. However, the more draws there are in the schedule, the shorter, the smaller each draw actually is. Okay. And where that benefits the borrower is it minimizes how much they have to put out of pocket because I see. when you do a deal, you have to put in the first amount of money into the deal before the draw number one will be released back to you. So I have a question. When, you, when we're, you're going through the process of, um, you know, when you're applying, are you able as a borrower to, you're talking about negotiating, like set how many draws or is there a standard usually? Good question. And the answer to that is it's negotiable. Okay. What we typically do when we write a term sheet is we provide a schedule that we're comfortable with. Okay. And what I've, I've done it a bunch of different ways, but over the last 50 or 60 loans, I have moved to a draw schedule that I like, which is approximately $10,000 per draw. Okay. So between 7,500 and 10,000 per draw. Now I used to do, I've had a couple hundred thousand dollar renovation loans that I've done and we're talking, you know, 20 or 30,000 a draw is a little bit too much for me. Mm -hmm. I don't like to send that much out the door. So it's based on the amount, like you look at the amount of the draw versus like how many. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. So on this example, a $30,000 example, we might have a three draw schedule. Okay. Each draw is 10,000. Or if the borrower wants to bring less to the table, Mm -hmm. we could offer the borrower a four or a six draw schedule. Okay. Okay. So in a six draw schedule, that would be 5,000 per draw. Okay. And so a three draw schedule with a hundred bucks a draw is a $300 total draw fee. Six draws is going to be 600. So it's going to cost the borrower more to get six draws on their schedule. But the borrower might be okay with paying a little extra in draw fees if the borrower only has to put out the first $5,000 into the deal. Because this is where it gets confusing. The repair escrow holdback is held back by the lender. The borrower closes on the purchase. Mm -hmm. He or she then begins to renovate the property. Mm -hmm. The borrower needs to understand that the borrower must put in the first investment into the property yes. equivalent to the amount of the first draw. Okay. So if it's a three draw schedule and each draw is $10,000, the borrower has to put in the first $10,000 out of pocket mm-hmm. to get the draw released. Now, where there gets some confusion on that is a bunch of different places. But first of all, the borrowers think sometimes that the repair money comes right to them at the beginning. That's not the case. Right. The reason why that's not the case is the lender doesn't want to release $30,000 to the borrower mm-hmm which effectively negates the skin in the game that the borrower had. Right, borrower right. could run away and have break even on the deal, not really care anymore. Right. There's been no improvement into the property. Exactly. And number two, having the borrower put that first 10,000 into the deal increases the skin in the game dynamic. Right. But also it increases the value of the property, mm-hmm. the collateral. Okay. So when let's say Lowell's doing a loan and he's got a three draw renovation schedule and he puts the first 10,000 into the deal, he's done demo. He's done, rough HVAC. He's pulled permits. He's done rough, you know, he's done some rough electrical, some framing or whatever. He's started the project. So the renovation is on track, right? It's, it's moving along where another place where people get a little confused is they think that they've outlaid 10,000 or they've, they've had 10,000 in expenditures completed, mm-hmm. but they th- haven't paid for it yet. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Gotcha. I've had borrowers call me and say, Hey, we spent, we, you know, we've, we've done 10,000 on the deal. Uh, it's, it's time for our first draw. And I'll say, okay, great. Send me the receipts 
okay. the paid contractor invoices and the lien releases for that 10,000. And then I will release the draw. And they say, well, we haven't paid them yet. And mm. I say, okay, this is where there's the confusion. And this right. is part of why I want to do this episode. You as the borrower need to pay that contractor that invoice. Mm -hmm. Collect a paid receipt for that invoice. Mm -hmm. Then send it to us and we will reimburse you for it. Gotcha. Got it? Yep. I've had one or two unusual scenarios where I've had a big scope of work with one general contractor. And that person, that contractor is doing the entire project. We've created a, a relationship with the contractor where we pay the contractor directly okay. for the draws. But that's very unusual. Yeah. Most investors are the GCs on their own projects. They're paying eight or nine mm -hmm. or 10 different vendors. So all we ask of them is to pay the vendors, show the proof of the work, and then we will reimburse. You follow? Right yeah. It gets a little confusing when borrowers don't understand that out of the gate. So I hope that every real estate investor borrower listens to this episode and, and gets it mm -hmm. because it is a little confusing and it certainly is not something that gets discussed very much during the term sheet conversation. No, no, not at all. Our term sheet has a line item that says funds required to start the rehab mm -hmm. and it totals up the total funds needed for the project. Okay. So I try to be very transparent about this because I don't want to have a problem later. Right. And I don't want somebody to be upset later when they say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So we try to get a, we try to get that out of the way during the conversation when mm -hmm. we're quoting the loan. But it's important that the borrowers understand this because it's just a little bit not intuitive to think about when you're worrying about, you know, getting the project under contract, you're worrying about the scope of work, you're right. trying to get the loan approved, trying to get the closing scheduled. You're not thinking about the repair schedule or the draws or how that's going to work right. until you get into the deal. And then that's where you can get frustrated as a borrower. If you didn't know what was going on and all of a sudden your lender says, Hey buddy, can't release 10,000 to you until you pay 10,000. And you say, well, yeah. wait a minute. I didn't know that. That stinks. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where you can get that, um, that frustration sometimes. So I want to avoid that. Yeah. Another element of the draw release process that is important to understand as a borrower is what the borrower's expectations are in terms of what they need to get done to get the draw approved. Okay. One of the major problems in the hard money lending industry in general is that the hard money lenders across the nation are terrible at releasing draws to their borrowers. Yeah. Terrible. They take weeks. I don't know why that doesn't surprise me, but awful. Yeah. So a nationwide hard money lender trying to get a draw from them is like trying to get blood from a stone. Yeah. You have to, you have to go through their draw initiation process. It mm -hmm. goes into a queue. That queue goes into a bureaucracy. Yeah. It could take a couple, three, four, five days for, before anybody even reaches out to you to schedule a walkthrough or some kind of examination okay. of the property inspection. They call it. A lot of times they hire local third-party contractors like home inspectors. So they got to find one. They got to schedule with their schedule. Those people got to actually go perform the inspection. Those people actually have to submit the inspection back. Those people have to review the inspection. Then they have to approve it. And then they have to send money. This can take weeks. Yeah, that sounds like an arduous process. I want you to imagine that you're flipping a house. You're making your first draw request. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be two weeks before yeah. you can get that money. What happens to your project progress? It slows to a crawl. What happens to your general, your subcontractors? They are looking for other jobs. They have to. Yeah. You think a subcontractor is going to wait two weeks to get no, paid and stay, not at all. keep working? No, sir. And and think about if you, this is your first flip, right? And you want to continue to build relationships with those contractors. Like now it's in the tank. In the tank, as yeah. they say, is the tank. 
You as the uh, operator have got to pay your contractors quickly. In order to pay your contractors quickly, you have to be reimbursed from your hard money lender quickly. If you have a nationwide hard money lender, it ain't going to be quick. Right. Quick is not the word. It's the opposite of quick. Right. So that's another reason to use a mom and pop private lender like yeah. Pin the Capital. We have Simple, fast, and reliable, right? Simple, fast, reliable. Better, baby. You nailed it. And the truth is simple and fast here is what our draw release process yeah. is. We are not super sticklers on the draw release schedule. As long as we see relative progress to the to the uh, overall scope of work, we're going to release the draw. We just want to make sure that materials have been uh, paid for, which a lot of private lend- or hard money lenders don't even uh, reimburse for materials. Oh, really? Yeah. Good luck buying your cabinets and countertops and getting that money reimbursed. Ain't going to happen. Not all, but some of them do that. Yeah. But also a private lender looking at the deal who we understand what's going on there. If it's a $30,000 renovation and you've invested 10000 into the deal, mm-hmm. we know that it should be roughly a third of the way done. We know at two thirds what it should look like. Yeah. Another thing that I've noticed here. So when you finish a draw schedule and the last draw is to be released to the borrower, the project should be done. Yeah. The project should be completed because these are reimbursable draw schedules. So if there's three draws, by the time you get to the third draw and the borrower asks for it back, mm-hmm. the project should be done. Sometimes my borrowers get through all the way up until the end, until there's one draw left mm-hmm. and they ask for the third draw to finish the project. And I say, I'm sorry, I don't release the last draw until the project is completed. Yeah. And sometimes they, they get frustrated with that, but it's the same concept. They have to put that last draw out of pocket. Right. The beauty of the draw release schedule is that when the project is done and the third draw is released back to the borrower, the borrower now has, quote, zero dollars into the renovation. Right. Because they got it back. Mm-hmm. So the first 10 they put out of pocket, they used over and over and over again through the schedule. When they got done with the project, they got reimbursed the final draw, which paid them the first draw back or their first Outlay. initial investment. You got it. Yeah. You got it. So sometimes they get frustrated at the end of the project when it's not done yet mm-hmm. and they're not getting that draw release. But I tell them, you got to finish it. Mm-hmm. Use that 10000 that you have from the last draw, plow it into the deal, get the deal done, and mm-hmm. then we'll reimburse. Another thing that happens on many occasions is the $30,000 budget turns into 40000 yeah. Okay. Now, unfortunately, when that happens, which it does all the time, the lender does not lend more money because you need more money. You as the operator have to figure that out. Yeah. And part of what we underwrite when we look at a borrower is their ability to handle a cost overrun. Do they have mm-hmm. liquidity to handle that? Do they have a method or a, a way to get more liquidity if they need it to finish the job? Mm-hmm. And of course, we look at that carefully because a lot of renovations go over budget. Right. Now, our loan exposures are so low that going over budget by 10000 doesn't affect our position in the loan. And it doesn't really affect the borrower too much. I mean, it cuts into their profit, but it doesn't yeah. put them in a bad spot. But they need to understand, and as an operator, you need to understand that if your budget goes over, you're not looking at your lender for help. Your lender's not going to lend you more money because you need it. Right. You need to put that last 10000 into the deal. If you got 10000 left, mm-hmm. we will reimburse you for the third ten. Mm-hmm. okay? But then you got to go figure out how to how to get those finished right. paint done or, you know, those finished electrical fixtures or, you know the the furnace that you didn't think you had to replace you gotta right. go figure it out buddy solve problems that's what you do as a borrower as an operator flipping yep. a house um what i like about finley capital's draw process like you said it's simple fast and reliable mm-hmm. what we have we what we have set up now in our program is we give our borrowers some idea of what's going on at the beginning 
and they have a draw uh, folders. So Google Drive folders with draw schedules mm -hmm. already pre-built for them. We share that to them at the beginning of the project. When they're ready to make their first draw, they go to the website and they download the draw request form, which is a simple one-page form, address, date, draw, draw request number, list of improvements. And then we give them that access to that folder where they can upload material receipts, contractor paid invoices, lien releases, and photos. Okay. And then our underwriter, Haley, hops onto the onto there right away. She underwrites the whole thing. And then she will call either the operator or the operator's general contractor and do a visual walkthrough through FaceTime. Cool. Or we'll go on site if it's local. Yeah. And, and say, show us what we've done here. What do we have here? What's going on here? And one of the things that I like that she does is she'll look at the before pictures and then she'll compare those to the nice. progress photos to make sure it's the same property, make sure it's the same kitchen, you know, mm -hmm. everything's on the up and up. Obviously, there's not a lot of risk for fraud in that part of the life cycle, but it is something we want to underwrite, yeah. be careful about. But then, as soon as the as soon as the uh, confirmation has been made on our end, we send the money, like that. Boom. So I snap the finger, boom. We send the money that day, nice. and that's something that our borrowers, especially our big renovation guys, they very very much like. And sometimes it's the reason that they hire that they use Finley Capital instead mm -hmm. of a Lima One or some other big company. They love that we will make the draw release process simple and fast. And so I understand that, again, as an operator who have, has flipped and invested a bunch of deals, I know what that's like waiting for mm -hmm. renovation funds to be released. So when we put this company together, one of our core values is to be fast. And we have done that. And we continue to try to do that. We try to get those draws sent out quickly so the, so the operators can get their subs paid quickly so the subs can stay on the job, continue to work hard, continue progress, which also shortens the duration of the loan, by the way. Mm -hmm. So the borrowers are very thankful that their project budget, their project timeline is going, you know, six, eight weeks instead of 10 to 12 weeks, which right. costs them an extra interest payment. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Which stinks for them. And mm -hmm. I don't know if that's part of the model for the big hard money lending companies or it's just their inefficiency. But I don't want to do anything that costs my borrower more time than they need when they're paying high interest on the loan right. to get it done. It's my responsibility as the lender to get that to get those funds released quickly. It's your job as the borrower to follow the program and follow mm -hmm. the process. Okay? So don't call up and say, hey, I want my draw. I don't have any photos. I don't have any receipts. I don't have any materials. You're wasting everybody's time. Yeah. Do a great professional job. Follow the procedure. We'll get the money out right away. You can keep going on the project. You can get the project mm -hmm. done quicker. You can pay less in uh, interest to do it. You can make more money and then you can turn around and do it again. And like we always say at the end, go get them. Go get them. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Finley Capital Podcast. Please like and share this episode. Help us grow our following so we can help more hard money loan borrowers and investors like you. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finley Capital. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We'll see you out there.